Imagine, if you will, the ability to become one with the gods, to be immortalized in time eternal. For some, this is a mere fantasy, a practical joke. But to a small select few in the population, this has actually become reality. I'll tell you what I mean about that later down the line on today's episode of Zachary Parrish's Projects. For a long time, immortality has been the goal for mankind. We've struggled for it since we imagined figures and gods that were bigger than us. It was such a small feeling that left us empty inside and pursuing more for a reason for a purpose, and we didn't want to leave this earth until we found it. One of the first things we attribute to gods is immortality. We fantasize endlessly about a world without death, and for a long time, since the days of the apothecaries and plagues, we were desperately searching for this solution, and I always wondered what became of those people towards the end of their lives, when they realized that their time was simply up. It's almost sad, but alas, we all have to go. This is something I anticipated fairly early on in my life, and it's face value. We are all going to die. It's a well-known fact that we are all born, we will all die. How we die is undetermined, or when we die is undetermined, but we will all die. I don't mean to be morbid about it. I feel it should be stated that we will all die. So what do I mean by immortality? The purpose of what I'm saying has to have meaning. I chose to use the word. I chose to use the title. And yet, without me trying to be deceitful there, there seems to be no purpose to that. Yet. So the question I pose to you now is, how much are you willing to do for immortality? A lot of us would even consider dying for immortality in a strange way. I'm not asking anyone to die, but I am asking you to reconsider this goal. Let me explain a little further. An interesting thing I've noted was in a lot of popular book series or in general storytelling, when we talk about immortality, we often talk about these people sacrificing their very humanity to achieve it. A very simple example of this would be Voldemort from the Harry Potter series. He splits himself into several pieces in order to become a husk 
that can be reanimated indefinitely. And Bram Stoker's Dracula. You must give up your very humanity and become the monster in order to achieve immortality and ultimate power. Always it's posed to the protagonists or in various other ways to offer this strange behavior and become the very thing that they despise. We also see many forms of immortality used for good. Uh, often elves are considered immortal, or at least go far beyond the human perception, essentially living thousands of years instead of hundreds. Uh, often in literature, these people are portrayed as teachers and guides, and they used immortality and technically not being human to better humanity. In the Lord of the Rings series, we can see both Gandalf and the elves in these near-godlike states assist the protagonists along their very long journey. In Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, the androids, despite being hunted by humans in various ways when they make escape attempts, and being viewed as evil and the scum of the earth in some ways. Some choose to help the protagonist. So we can see in literature that immortality can be a two-way street. It can be used in a good and bad sense to help guide, to enlighten, or to destroy, to waste, to achieve ultimate power. Personally, the utilitarian me foresees immortality as a beneficial thing, to allow more people to help teach us and guide us, more opportunities to grow, to learn. If Albert Einstein or Stephen Hawking could live forever, imagine the influence that they could have on billions of minds. But on the same side of that coin, imagine if Andrew Jackson or Aaron Burr lived forever. Then you have these antagonistic figures in history here to stay. So in this scenario where immortality is posed to you, the listener, Something you really need to consider is it is that two-way street. There are good and bad sides to it. And how you would use that would be determined by you and the people living around you, what they perceive. Several of my generation Generation Z, have had the sentiments while laughing or drinking, have said that their ancestors would never really be proud of them for what they did. And as such, younger versions of myself and even younger Gen Zers already look up to me in disdain. 
I only say this for you to reflect with yourself. If I pose to you a way for you to become a mortal, what would people think? Not even 10, 20, 50, or a million years from now. What lens would they look at you with? I'm 19. And I already have lived a life full of regret. I've said and did things that hurt people around me. And that really wasn't fair to them. And the other thing to consider is, who would you bring with you? If you bring anyone. Immortality is... Rather lonely. But the people you bring with you could be judged for millennia. Would you be willing to face that burden? And would you bring someone to share that burden? You also may not be judged at all. Pessimism is a major symptom in my occasional depression, so perhaps my fears are unwarranted. I bring these things up not to necessarily deter or persuade you in your quest for immortality. Your decision you probably have already made. A little part of you drove you to start down that path before you even realized it. Immortality is here in the 21st century. It's been around for a while. And for some, my answer may be deterring. But immortality has existed in the arts for millennia. We may never know the authors or creators of sculptures and the artisier ancient times, but those things themselves are time immemorial. And the reason I say this now versus when we had paper and prints and the works of Shakespeare could be transmitted across the globe and Frankenstein and literature and the arts and Picasso paintings. All these things are here and they've been here for a long time. But those things wear away, the same as us. And some say all things must wear away. Yet there's one thing that isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And that's the internet. The path to immortality isn't you becoming all-powerful in the way that Voldemort has, per se. But instead, immortalized in a different way. Not in stone, or brick, or steel but in data. One gain 
And yes, I'm using a video game as literature. Fight me. One video game that I've seen that talks about this is Pathologic. The core concepts of the game is fairly simple. It is quite simply a pain simulator at the end of the day. But the reality it's trying to teach you the hard facts of the life of a Soviet Russian by the exercise of disempowerment. But eventually, like all good Russian literature, it becomes so much more than that. Pathologic and the developers behind it immortalized themselves as an obscure thing in forums in the early 2000s. But nonetheless, it was immortal for its difficulty, for its stories, for the way that it presented itself. I could go on for hours about the minutia that just makes the game brilliant. But that's not the point. Initially, it seems like an arduous task to try and build something on par with the literary works around me, around us. There's so much brilliance in the world. And yet sometimes I feel I don't have something to add or thoughts to put onto the pile. But yet I feel somewhere I do have a voice, and I hope to express it here with you now. Our immortality comes in a strange form, but one that I feel I would like to commit some of my thoughts to, because I feel a need to in a strange way. When I'm writing this, it's currently three o'clock in the morning on June 10th, 2021. But when I record this, it will be immortalized again in digital. And then when you, the listener or the viewer, when you listen to me, I'm there with you now on whatever day it is. You give my voice power and your attention to my thoughts. And those are some of the nicest qualities I believe I possess. And I want to share them. And I want it to last. But in a strange way, I still die when you decide to stop listening, to stop the recording, to stop paying attention. And yeah, I'm still there because you could always start again. You can always listen again. I will always be there until I have to go. Immortality is the very thing we produce 
limitless amounts of the content that just breathes out of us. It is your very essence of being. You can control whether or not you want to be immortal. That's the thing I was posing. That's the thing I was talking about. You can choose what you want to put into this world through your interactions and your content and your beliefs and what you write down on your social media. All of that's never going away. Unless the servers melt, but hey, the data can be recovered. It's not a simple process. And you should consider what you want to immortalize. I, as a child, always had the strangest desire. And I feel everyone has this at some point, and then they reject it, and that's fine. But I feel like you've had to have this thought at least once. Is anyone gonna remember you when you go? And I feel that's a question that a seven-year-old really shouldn't ask themselves. But I will ask you, are you gonna remember me when I go?